Yes, today I have a very special show. Anyone that knows me knows that NBA 2K is my favorite game, and I've been rocking with it for years. And I'm honored to announce that I'm joined by the NBA 2K League president, Brendan Donahue. Brendan, what's going on? Hey, John. Hey, I, I didn't know I didn't know you were a gamer. We're off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. I took a little time off because I um I got rid of my PS4 when I started the NBA panel, but I'm looking for a, a new gen um system on PS5. So as I give I'm getting right I'm getting right back on NBA 2K. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And then well, and next time I'll do a, a video podcast and we'll we'll have to get on the sticks together and, and play. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, welcome to the NBA panel. Like I said, thanks for joining me. So, um, you've been with the NBA for a while through different phases. Can you tell us about your career real quick? Sure. So, I mean, yeah, I, I was on the team side uh, of the business. Uh, you know, I started out with the Detroit Pistons, uh, then went to you know, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, the, the New Orleans, then the New Orleans Hornets, and then the Atlanta Hawks uh, right. in Atlanta, and then came back to the league office. Uh, now about 11, 12 years ago, um, and it was interesting. I was on the business side, you know, on the ticket sales side, the suite sales side, and then eventually to the management side, and right. um, you know, and then and then on the on the NBA side, I actually well, my my job over uh, about an eight year period was helping teams drive their local businesses and kind of meeting with team presidents and, and local owners and and trying to help them kind of find opportunities to drive their business. Okay. Um, so so that was kind of going on 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 that side. And then all the while, you know, like yourself, you know, I'm, I love gaming myself. Right. Um, and so I had that passion point. And so, you know, a, a, a typical weekend, you know, um, my son uh, and I, we'd, you know, we'd be hanging out in our gaming chairs, you know, playing 2K or playing some other game. Right. And uh, so it kind of, when the 2K League got announced, um, you know, now three, four years ago, um, it was just, it was, it kind of brought my two worlds together. Yes. Like I said, I can't wait to give me a PS5 and I'm back on <laughs> as soon as possible, as soon as possible. So how how is your experience working with um, within the NBA? Say it again. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. How do you how do you how do you explain your experience working in the NBA, being teamed up with the NBA? How did I fall in love with the NBA? I said, how is your experience working within the NBA? Oh, it's it's um. I think the 2K League is um, a great example of why it's great to work at the NBA because, number one, it just shows that, you know, our, our commissioner, you know, essentially our CEO, Adam Silver, right. you know, is is so innovative and so forward-thinking that he was the, you know, we were the first one to jump into esports and and start a, and start a league, um, right. which is, it just shows kind of how he thinks. Um, so, you know, working inside the NBA, like having, you know, Having the ability to to start an esports league and lean on you know just the, the, all the resources at the league you know in kind of running for seven decades plus um, you know it's just it's it's just a, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I mean you don't usually have a chance to, to have a startup kind of under the umbrella of of an, an amazing corporation like that. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to interview Adam Silver yet, but I'm working on it. How's it been around him? Because I know. As yourself, I'm like a sponge right now, taking it all, taking everything you know. How's it been around Adam Silver and just because he's he's doing a great great job with the league, with everything he's handling right now. He just he, he's so I'm you know I'm, I'm on his senior team and we meet consistently every week, uh, oh, many great. times a week. And, and and so I I'll give you an example of, you know I'm always amazed. Like I, I feel like I'm I'm thinking through a, a process and thinking about it, a problem or an, an opportunity. 
and I feel like I have a good grasp of it. And right. then like, and then he'll talk about something like three levels above what I'm thinking. Right. And I'm, like, right. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, how did I not yes. do that? Yes. It's, it's, it's just you know. It, so I will say he has this a sensibility that I've I've never seen in an executive before. I mean, he just has the ability to kind of see the field in a different way. Um, and so a perfect example of that. So when the when kind of COVID first hit. Right. Um, you know, back in March, where it kind of officially hit, um, when things started shutting down, he, you know, we were talking about the 2K League season and, you know, our, our you know, how we were going to navigate safely and, and have our, our third season. And he, and he said, you know, directly to me, he said, hey, you know, it's companies that double down in a crisis right. come out thriving. And, and he's like, that's what we need to do. And so that's yes. what we did. And so, um, again, yeah, I mean, having someone at the at the helm with that kind of foresight to kind of see an incredibly challenging situation and view it as an opportunity, yeah, it just it just not not many people have that lens. Yes, yeah, always say it because the smartest one in the room in the wrong room. I'm always constantly I'm constantly learning and always want to learn from someone else. Always <laughs> never can be content with anything. Exactly. So um, the NBA. NBA 2K League draft is coming up, March 13th, yep. all 23 teams. Tell us about this process. Yeah, so it, it's a, it's it's actually a process. That our our player identification process has evolved every year. Right. Um, if the first year it was just it was 72,000 people trying out in the game, you know, wow. trying, you know <laughs> and, and, and yeah, can you believe that? And so and we were and we were just accumulating all the stats, and right. we had an and we and we had a third party that was kind of built this, you know, analytical algorithm that, like, broke down every player and how well they played and, you know, and it's across, across 65 different, you know, data points in every single game. Right. And so that's how we ended up with our first group of 102 players. And then since then we've added more. Now we've added physical tournaments that our teams run in their markets. Right. Um, we now, you know, the last couple of years we've had international tournaments. You know, right. we've done live live tournaments in uh, London, uh, Seoul, Korea, Hong Kong. Wow. So I mean, so so we those have been tournaments, and then um, and then this year we shifted to all online because just it was the only safe way to do it. But uh, right. the other the other big initiative is, you know, we're fortunate that like in esport, you know, um, th- you know, there's no reason women and men can't be playing on the same floor. So right. we, you know, we we've had we've had our women in game we've had our women in gaming initiative, um, and so we're very excited about you know. We think we think you know we love the, the pool of of women in our draft pool for this year as well. So right. it's, it's been it's been exciting. And, and, and March thirteenth, I will say our draft is always one of my favorite days of the year. Right. Um, just I mean, because you have like, it's not like these players are making a ton of money, kind of right. getting to this point. I mean, they they're one of the best players in the world just for the sheer yeah. love of the game. Right. And to and to see that rewarded and to see like and you gotta remember like their parents in many cases probably were telling them you're crazy why are you playing so much right and so, and, and so <laughs> to see that rewarded and to see them kind of flip you know flip everything on its on its access and like and 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 to, to, to you know to get to that dream it, right. it's a lot of fun to see yeah I can't wait for fans to get back to semi-normal I love to cover NBA 2K League draft I love to cover one. I would love oh, believe me, you're you're, you're invited. We, we we've had, they've been they've been incredible events the last three, last three years, and they've gotten better and better every year. Right. So we're 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 missing it up this year. We had a lot of interesting things to keep it to keep it fresh and fun, and uh, you know, uh, through, in, on Twitch and YouTube. But 
but yeah, it 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 is an amazing experience. Right. Nothing off what you just said about the COVID transition. Can you take us through that and how quickly you guys came up with an idea to push through this pandemic? Because like everyone else, everyone had to like push through. If you didn't push through, you'd be left behind. <laughs> yeah. So so it's it's um it's interesting. So right away, because you know, we we played our first two seasons in a studio in New York. Right. Um, and so all of a sudden we had to um, we had to create a version of the game that could be played remotely, where players could from their 23 markets they're in, they right. could you know from their facilities play against other teams. Okay. And so, and this is where you know we're extremely lucky, like to have a partner in 2K. You know their their development team. I, I, not many people know this, but the version of 2K that our players play on. Uh-huh. It's actually it's actually a harder version. It's it's not even on the it's not even in the retail game. Okay, because I know like on regular games, if you have different levels, you have a rookie up to Hall of Fame. So this is like Hall of Fame plus. So because oh our, okay our, our, okay our, our, our <laughs> players okay. are too good. Our players are too good to play Got on you. to play on the on the version uh, on the game. So Got you. So we had to create that version of the game to be played remotely. And wow. so it, it, it took about, it took, you know, it, I mean, it's amazing that developers were able to do this, but they built that version in about six weeks. And so. Wow. I never so knew that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And so um, so our players, and it, it was a slight delay in the season starting last year, but right. but then we got kicked off. Um, and and uh, and I will say, I mean, in terms of, like, the what it's created, I right. mean, eSports in general has yeah. just exploded during the pandemic. Um, and when I say esports, I mean certainly gaming, where, like, right. you know, people playing video games has definitely grown as well. But right. the actual watching of competitive esports and watching the best play, you know, uh, in particular, like, so Twitch, which is kind of the preeminent platform for watching esports, um, their growth has been astronomical. Um, so, put, I mean, I'll put it in perspective. So two things happened for us specifically. One okay. was our Twitch audience. Where we've, we've been on Twitch the, last, the first couple of seasons. Our Twitch audience grew 50% uh, year over year. Just, you know, just, just, you know, grew dramatically. Okay. Um, and then on top of that, you know, we were we had 28 dates on ESPN2. Right. Um, so that gave us a whole, you know, a, a totally new audience um, of more casual viewers. So you talk about, like, the adjustments we had to make in the pandemic. Right. One of the adjustments we had to make was, for that ESPN2 audience, which was new, we had to change up our content because we couldn't do our normal kind of hardcore fan because we had to teach them what they were watching. Right, okay. So we did a lot more kind of like 101 content on the league and what we were doing. Right. Um, so, and, and we do that throughout the entire season. Um, but, yeah. but, it, but, I mean, I'll put in perspective, like overall, like where the league is, has started and where it's gone – you know, right. we had we had about six hundred and fifty thousand people watch our finals in season one. Wow. Um, season two, we had a, about a million three, and then la- this past season we had oh, north of two million people watch Jeez. our finals. Uh, wow. So it just shows it just shows the movement. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, how could you say the um, implement of next generation consoles have played on the um, NBA Two K League? Because I know when the PS Five and the Xbox One got announced. People went crazy trying to buy one, and they want the next-gen game because of the um, graphics and everything, and the um, play, the gameplay. Yes, it's great. It's a great question. So we're we're thrilled about the next-gen consoles, and so 
um, again, talk about 2K, like 2K had to develop a 2K21 for the current-gen consoles and the next-gen consoles. Um, And so that next-gen game is is extraordinary. Um, And so we're we're still kind of a little bit wait and see as far as the impact it's going to have on us. But I I do think the one thing it's going to do for sure is it's going to enhance the broadcast. Because just, you know, as as you mentioned, the the graphics package and and just the, you know, just the... the, the, um, just the viewability of the game and and the, and all the bells and whistles that exist. I mean, it's just going to elevate the entire experience. Right. Yeah, as more and more people buy a PS5, as I'm going to do as soon as possible, because they're hard to find right now. That will help grow the league because people will start playing 2K more, and everybody want to want to get make, get into the NBA 2K draft. So that'll definitely help the league. Yeah, that and that's our hope. So the NBA 2K podcast. Tell me about this. This is this is that was a good idea. It was it was a definitely good idea, you guys. It gives it gives the listeners more information about the league and also keeps your gamers interested. Yeah, I think it's really important as we as we continue to grow as a league. I think you know one of the reasons you want to watch an athlete play is because you care about their story and you care about them and who they are and like, <laughs> why do you want to root for them. And right. I think what, what what our podcast does is, is it. It takes, you know, it takes 45 minutes of, like, diving into how are best players in the world. Like, why are they the best players in the world? Like, what did, when did they decide that they were going to prioritize this and, like, make, you know, and decide to be one of the best in the world and, like, what their backstories are, how they grew up, right. know, the challenges they've had. Like, yeah. you know, uh, in some cases, you know, the social challenges or you know, the mental health challenges, all those, all those things that every, you know, everybody experiences and it makes them relatable. And so right. I think the podcast lets us, and I think you probably see the same thing, you know, on your podcast, like the ability to take, you know, the difference between a, a 30 second or a two minute interview yeah. as opposed to like a long form 30, 45 minutes where you can really get into the, the nitty gritty of like much more textual, yeah. like what, you know, what really makes something kind of great and what's behind it all. I right. think it, it just adds a different dynamic. Definitely. Yes, because every show you can tell you get to you get to know the person behind behind every move. There's a person behind behind that move, and get to know that person. You know why they made that move. So you understand what I mean? A hundred percent. And and and, it, and it's, it's and it's wild. Like a lot of our players, what's fascinating is like they might have been an Uber driver before, or they might have been doing right. some like other job, and like all of a sudden, like they were thrust on this stage where like they were they were great players in their own house. It's all of a sudden then be like the element of like being on a stage with a million people watching like right. <laughs> that's a totally different dynamic and so like watching them experience that and go through that like right. it's it's I mean it's it's amazing to hear their stories definitely and a lot of people might overlook it but this is not a game this is this is not a this is this not actually a game because this is a life changing experience this can lead to other outlets other doors for people and some people might say they playing a game to play a game but it's not even like that. No, I mean it's, it's. I mean it's all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean you're opening up the door for a player to tell their story, a player to, yeah. you know, a woman to tell their story about how they overcame things, or for a player to like, you know, to to help build their own personal brand and like. Right. Yeah, you know, and and we've seen some of our players. I mean, you know, there's a player on the Nets that has you know north of two hundred thousand YouTube followers, and he's you know, and I think the other thing interesting thing about esports that is, you know, it's it's not like you can talk to Steph Curry and, like, 
ask him how he shoots his jumper. Like you, know, you just you just don't get the access to do that. Whereas right. it's super, it's incredibly common in esports where like a great elite player will go on a stream and tell you exactly what they're doing and training their fans on how to be better at the game. It's just an interactivity that I think, I will say, I mean, for like our you know, younger fans, right. it's how they consume content now. Like the, the interactivity of content is just totally new. Right. As you mentioned, the NBA, NBA 2K fan base is continuously growing. How big of an advantage and is it being under the NBA umbrella? Because, you know, NBA has millions of followers, and then those followers are millions of gamers. Yeah, I think it's I think it's an advantage for that for sure, um, and um, I also think it's an advantage. I would say our teams. So you know we have 23 teams, 22 are NBA owned. Uh, you know we have we have one franchise. You know the Genji Tigers of Shanghai, it's our first non NBA owned team, um, and we can get to that in a minute. But the, the right, I mean what what I would say about the NBA owned teams is, you know they're used to developing content. They're used to like talking to players and pulling out their stories and, and amplifying them on social media and all of the things that the NBA teams have been doing forever right. across their across their NBA channels. So I, I just think we're really, you know, as you've seen eSports grow, a lot of the organizations are still new and trying to figure out the, you know, how to produce content, how to, you know, how to invest in production, et cetera. I mean, that was really second nature to our team. So you're leaning on a really experienced group of people. Right. So how competitive can these games get? You've seen firsthand. Because <laughs> I know I get when I play. I can just imagine how competitive it gets there. <laughs> yeah. So that is by far, I mean, if there was one surprise in season one that we didn't know we were going to have, uh-huh. which I actually think is, a, is, is like the differentiator for the 2K League, is on our stage, the players started talking trash to each other. And they're, yes. and they're looking around, yes. they're like, is, is yes. it okay? And we're like, yeah, it's okay. And, and, and so they're on the stage talking to each other like they're playing in the playground. And, like, that element made it, you know, it just added a whole different dynamic we didn't know was going to happen. Yes. And so that's the one, I will say, that if there's one thing about COVID, which has been challenging, it's been the, the inability of us to do that, do that live in-studio experience. Right. We think it it creates a whole a whole new level of enjoyment for our fans and and that's right. their, and and our players have fun with it i mean it's a it's a they i mean i will say it's it's a very like after games they're friends with each other they they've kind of grown up like knowing who the other elite players were and playing right. with each other so like there's a lot of friendships amongst the league right but when they're on the stage i mean it's you know it's like the playground i mean everything everything else is out the door it's all about winning and about you know you know getting that mental edge Yes, I know how it is playing against friends online and people online. You don't know you want to win and get the clock. It's it's like it's a game, but I mean at the end of the game, it's the fourth quarter. You're down by one, five seconds left. Hard start beating like you're really on the floor. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, playing NBA 2K so much. <laughs> I love hundred and hundred percent. And you also see the players <laughs> who like, we you know we we our our MVP of our finals uh, year two. Uh, this guy by the name of Bear Bear the Beast. Okay, he is. He was a, he was a college basketball player, but he was a larger than life personality, and right. so his persona and like his presence changed yeah. the stage. Like it just changed that entire like dynamic of that stage, and so it was a huge impact on the as they as they started to advance in the playoffs. You know he was playing for uh, T Wolves Gaming. As they advanced in the playoffs, 
his presence got bigger and bigger, and the stage got bigger. And so, right. <clears throat> I mean, that's the one thing I think we pull in the dynamic of just the NBA, like whether it's right. music and culture, and like that's the one thing we've been make, we've made sure we're doing is like. And as you mentioned, as the NBA 2K brand grows, their partnerships grows. You have some great established partners, AT&T, Champion, just a couple of examples. Yes, I, I, well, and it's interesting. So in year one, when we first started, we were talking to more of the brands like the headset brands and, right, right. You know, and, 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 and the brands that were like more endemic <laughs> to sports because it's just like they, right. they're, they're part of this, the whole experience. Right. I think what's interesting is over the last, I'd say, year, year and a half, right. has been those non-endemic brands. Like our newest partners are like, are you know, um, Anheuser Busch, DoorDash, Snickers. Right. You know, yeah. you, uh, you know, so you, you mentioned Champion AT and T. Like you're seeing more of these, you know, these these brands that are like the C, the, the the chief marketing officers we're talking to. We used to have to spend so much time educating them on what we were doing. Right now, now like fast forward three, four years later. They know they need to be investing in and in advertising in esports. It's more a question of where. Right. How, I have a question. How is the headset chosen for the NBA 2K League? Do, do the players like give you their input on what they like wearing or listening to? Like, how does that work? Or do you guys have like a, examples of what you can what they can pick from? So um, it's it's uh, so pl- yeah, so the headsets are provided to the players. So generally okay. speaking, it's a sponsor. That actually, you know, we, we we provide the headset to all the players. So the okay. the one the one area where it's nice, we we actually have a deal with a a, a controller company, uh, Scuff, and Scuff okay. actually because because the controller, I would say the controller is the equivalent of an NBA player's sneakers. It's right. like it's it's like it's like it's very important to the player. Right. That they right. That they have the feel of their own controller, and so Scuff fortunately you know makes a controller that can be played across different platforms. I know exactly what you mean. Playing NBA 2K, you go to someone else's house, use a controller, you're not used to it. It's crazy. It's like an imprint. Like right. It's, it's that, <laughs> and you mentioned you mentioned PS4. If I gave you an Xbox controller, that's a big adjustment. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We spoke one a little bit earlier, but talk about the global impact of the 2K League. You said you have a newest expansion team, and I'm sure it's going to continue to grow. Yeah, so our, our plan is um, – you know, Gen, the Genji Tigers of Shanghai right. were our first were our first team in China. Um, so we're, we're looking to develop a European division, a, a Asia Pacific division. You know, and building out the league. I mean, our our, our league that you know, we could have forty, fifty teams. Um, and and so you know, we're we're fortunate in that like you know there are <clears throat> there is a very rabid audience across the right. world for two K. I mean, to put it in perspective, you know, there's. Uh, a, a free version of the game in China called 2K Online 2. Okay. That that has that has 49 million registered users. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so, so I mean, to, to put that in perspective, like, so like that, I mean, so just knowing, like, of course, in those 49 million people, there's going to be some exceptionally good players. So, so we're so we think, uh, you know, a European division, an Asia Pacific division are likely in our future, and Gen G was like the first step towards that. Which is one of the reasons why we've been doing so much work um, in the tryout process to make sure we're getting international players a chance to, to make the league. Yes, the NBA 2K League has solidified itself. What's the importance of having a solid team around you? 
But this is like people have got everything working, everything is clicking. And I know it takes teamwork to make that work. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 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 twofold. One is I think we've had to add more talent. I mean, we, we've been we were fortunate like to have great talent from the very beginning. But we've had to add more and more people just to get the work done. Right. Um, but then again, I think the relationship with our teams, right. you know, I, I will say it was somewhat of an advantage coming coming from my old role where I had deep relationships <clears throat> with the teams, right. where you know I, I, I you know we, we we can have candid conversations about hey, we really could use your team's help in driving attention towards our broadcast or vice versa, you know, tell us what else you need to be successful. And we've, and we're adding things such as, you know, we added an, another Jersey patch to our, our player jerseys, which helps our teams, you know, generate revenue locally. So right. it, 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 it's a, it's a relationship I think that have helped a ton in, in navigating kind of the first couple of years. Definitely. Well, I'll just keep my eye on the uh, NBA, NBA 2K league draft coming up. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me. We got to do this again. When I get it for PS5, I'll definitely shout to get your online ID. We can rock with some 2K. I'll definitely shout to you for that too. But John, I would, I would love it. I would love it. I would love that. I, I definitely, I want you to come out. Uh, you know, uh, when we have live games again, I want you to come out. But in the meantime, definitely want you to check out the draft. I think you'll be, I think you'll be blown away. I definitely will. Thank you for joining me, and I respect out again after the draft. We can talk about that again. I definitely All right. will. Thank you for your time. The rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Take care. You too. Yes, that was NBA 2K League President Brendan Donahue. Thanks for joining me.